are you doing it for yourself and are you doing it on your own terms? What are you doing this for? I think it's more, it's less about like, do this thing and you'll go far. I think you got to answer those first two fundamental questions and I think then the path presents itself. From sunny California, welcome to the Vision of the People podcast, a show about visionaries from various industries who share their inspiring stories and give advice to people wanting to make an impact on the world. As always, I'm your host, Rushi, like sushi with an R, and on today's episode, we speak with Hassan Minaj. He almost doesn't need an introduction, but for those who might not be familiar, he's the host of Patriot Act a weekly comedy series from Netflix that explores the modern cultural and political landscape in depth. Each week, Hassan brings his comedic voice and storytelling skills to investigate the larger trends shaping our fragmented world. From humble beginnings as a college student going to San Francisco at open mics to being hired by Jon Stewart on The Daily Show, Hassan has had a remarkable journey into the world of entertainment. He was listed as the Times 100 Most Influential People in the World 2019, two-time Peabody Awards winner, two-time Webby Awards winner, speaker at the White House Correspondents' Dinner, NBA All-Star Celebrity Player, and an inspiration to millions across the globe. I had the honor of interviewing him at his office in New York. He was generous with his time, and we had a wonderful conversation. Really hope you enjoy. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, we're honored to have Hassan Minhaj on the show tonight. Did I say it right? No, you say Hassan Minhaj. Hassan Minhaj. Yeah. Gotta say it the Desi style. All right. Yeah. Welcome, Hassan Minhaj. Uh-huh. I'm gonna get right into it. Super honored to have you on the show. Yeah. I'm gonna dive right into it. October 9th, 2014. Okay. The day that you say changed your life. Yes. Uh, the Daily Show with Jon Stewart. Can you walk me through what you remember about that day and what was the build up to it? I mean,. The the day I auditioned for the show. Yeah. Yeah. I mean that was a that was a sort of uh inflection point, you know, moment for my career. Um it was one of those things where I, I had been doing stand up comedy for over a decade at that point. Mm-hmm. Um and it was just one of those things where it was a, a level up moment for for me in my career, but I think the thing I'm proudest of is um I still remember the audition very vividly and I'm proudest of two or three jokes that I did in the audition that sort of I was told, hey, don't do this. You might cross a line. You might you might bump John the wrong way. Do you remember them? I remember I made a joke about Rosewater, which was the film that he was making. So okay. he had left The Daily Show for a little bit. That's when John Oliver was hosting. He took, okay. he took the desk. And John left to direct this film called Rosewater. Okay. And it was his baby. It was this sort of this, this film um, that was just about to open and um, I remember in my chat you know your screen testing um, I wanted to sort of ground it also in sort of what's happening in the room what's happening to John what's happening in his life and all that stuff so I ended up throwing in a joke about Rosewater and they were like don't don't he takes he takes the film stuff very seriously don't make a joke there Uh, but I was like look if if I make this joke and it connects Mm -hmm. um, I think John will John will appreciate it, and it'll definitely be, like, a moment that'll sort of stand out. Because, okay. you know, a lot of other people were screen testing at the time. Yeah. Um, and the thing I'm proudest of is doing something that I was scared of. Okay. Doing something that I was scared of in the moment. Okay. And irrespective of knowing what the outcome was, just betting on my own instincts. Okay. Making a big play. Like, hey, like, don't, don't hit a single right now. Like, you're doing great. 
you see the fastball coming down, just hit it, hit it out of the park. Okay. Yeah. And you did. You certainly did. Yeah. Like, like I could feel it. Like seven or eight minutes into the thing. Okay, great. Everything's going according to plan. I'm following everything that I wanted to say mm-hmm. in the audition. Joke one hits. Joke two hits. Joke three hits. Joke four. All right. Are you going to call this audible at the line of scrimmage? Go pull it out. And so I did. And I think like. That moment to me, irrespective of you know the Daily Show and the job and what that represents, it represented just being bigger than your fears, and so I'm really proud of that. Do you remember when you found out that you got selected? Yeah, I mean he, uh, to- he told me in, in the room, which was pretty crazy. And were you like? Yeah, I could. I mean, I couldn't believe it. Usually, like with Hollywood, there's a lot of politics of like, hey, right. our, our people will call your people. Oh, great to see you. I'll see you around. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah. It's fascinating. Yeah. So then let's take it back a little bit more. Okay. Um. Do you remember the first stand-up that you did? My first stand-up that I did? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, That was in 2004. So that was in September 2004. And yeah. do you remember where it was? Or like, how it went? Yeah, it was like, a, it was like a, you know, like... A, San Francisco? Is that... Yeah, Bay Area. Yeah, yeah it was like... Uh, it was like a 10-minute set. And it... And it did I did good? I did good. I did okay. good enough. Okay. And were, was I, that, t- I did fine, but that was good enough. Like, that, doing you, fine was good enough. Are you just being humble, or...? No, I mean, I just did fine. I gave myself a solid, you know, it's a, it was a solid C plus, C minus, maybe. Okay. <laughs> but that was good enough. Like, doing fine, to me, at that point, as like a first timer, it was good enough. Gary Vee would be proud of that. You just said C or uh, C plus. Because you're like an A student, remember? I mean, I've, yeah. I've seen that episode. Yeah, so like, yeah, Then you're yeah. being humble. Yeah. I'm just kidding. Um, so, so, what was your biggest takeaway from that? Were you like nervous? Because I remember starting my podcast... I was nervous as shit. Why did you? So why did you want to start your podcast? Um, a lot of things. Like, I mean, I'm gonna pitch my pitch. I guess um, similar story to you, where I come from a very like small background, um, and being middle class here, and I just realized the effort that my parents have put in to give me and my brother an opportunity to change the world, and I just couldn't take like another job. Like I work right now, but like this is one way for me to show my generation, my peers, to like. Do things outside of your bubble. Do things that scare you and do things that you want, like, that make you wake up in the morning. Like, to me, like, I see, like, especially in the Indian culture, right? Like, people uh-huh. come here, like, doctors, engineers, software, like, Is whatever. Is that still the move? That's not the move still. For, for, your, for your generation, you're 22, right? Yeah. That's still not the move. There's not 22-year-old Daisy kids being like, I have to be a doctor. Still? Yeah. No, no. I mean, in some way. Well, at least through my friends. I remember, like, going to college, just graduated. They're like, I'm going to be an engineer, and then I'm going to pursue what I want to do. For real? Yeah. That's still the move at Cal Poly? Yeah. Shout out to Cal Poly. <laughs> um, yeah. At least in some, some ways. Okay. The majority? 70%? 80%? I mean, I would guess so. Okay. Like, my family, I'll tell you, like, my brother is an aerospace engineer, and he's uh-huh. the older one. Younger or older? Uh, older? Uh, yeah, he's older. I'm younger, so... As How old he, is he? Uh, he's like four years older than me. Okay. Um, I know you bash on the younger one, so you can bash on me. <laughs> um, so, he, he became an aerospace engineer. He's like the smartest one in the family, and like... Uh-huh. He's like the the one that's looked up to. What does then, he think of the podcast? Is he a fan? He he's like, like yeah, do your thing. Like, <laughs> he's just like... I don't think he's even heard an episode. To really? Honest. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> He's just like, I already know everything about you. I don't need to listen to the podcast. Yeah, like, he's just so weird as an engineer. So my parents are, like, proud of him. And they're like, yeah, the younger one does stuff. Like, when they're calling parents back, like, people back home, they're like, yeah, he's doing his, like, radio show now. Uh-huh. Uh, but he also works. So I was just like, eh, I'll take that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, so that's that's the part. Um, 
Okay, speaking of that, uh, I want to I want to take it back to your graduation speech in Davis. Yeah. The first time I saw it, I, I teared up genuinely. I think yeah. that was I did was high. Yes. Oh yeah. I yeah. think it was so fucking underrated in like uh-huh. the history of graduation. Why? Speeches. Why is that? Like, why is it underrated? Uh, I. The reason I think it was so good was because like. It was re- relatable to all, like, the Asian people. Sure. Because sure. I got bullied when I was in elementary, middle school, partly through high school as well. Uh-huh. Um, and I didn't want to play varsity football because uh, I had no... Uh, or basketball because I'm not tall. Like, you know, they're not built to be athletic. Yeah. Um, but I still, like... The reason I became studious and got A's and stuff is I was like, because I can't do the other things, I got bullied, so I'm just going to read. I enjoy reading. Um, and so that's kind of the path I went down to. But the question I want to ask you is, like, what's one lesson you took away while working for Office Max? One lesson I took away while working for Office Max? Man, I mean, this was just in general, because I worked at Office Max, I worked at Safeway. Um, just, you don't really understand the value of money until you earn it yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And yep. that's how yep. quickly you realize, like, oh, shit, like, $150 pair of Jordans plus tax is really, like, $174. Okay. And that's going to eat away at that weekly paycheck pretty quick. Yeah. Yeah. You you don't really get it. Like, you start to understand the value of, like, oh, this is what, if I go to Subway and I get a foot long, that's what the price is. And if I add avocado, that's what the price is. You, like, you feel every... Walk is extra. Yeah. You feel every condiment eating away at your check. So... How about how about now? Like, is that is that still something you carry? I mean, or- I mean, you know, I'm married now. I have a daughter, so it's again like the it's still the same thing. It's still the same thing of like, hey, you got a you got rent, you have health insurance, you have this, you have okay. this, you have this. Like, you got classes, you got babysitting, you got all these things that you got to handle. Yeah, the yeah. game the game is just bigger. Okay. There's just more variables now. Do you, you, and, you know, and I mean, Abu, you know that they had to handle it for you guys. You you don't know it yeah. yet, but you'll know it. Like. Life is going to push you in whether you like it or not. It's just going to happen, you know. I'm not even going to get... I don't, I don't like the lecture of, like, one day you'll understand. Like, bro, <laughs> you're going to get pushed into the pool anyways. Yeah, my mom always says that where, where she's always freaking out or I, I forgot to text her and she's like, you'll know when you have kids. I'm like, well, I am. Like, all right, I probably yeah, will. Yeah, like, you will. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so they're always right? They're... Uh, and a lot of things... I think the soul of what they're saying is right. I think the semantics sometimes can be... Negoti- negotiable okay the, the ethos of what they're saying is right yeah okay so so speaking of this i think it's fascinating that in in the indian culture or the asian culture parents have massive influence growing up right uh when, when their kids are growing up right how did you sort of go about that phase i know the story i think everyone at this point knows the story of how like you sneaked out the library sure but like did you just keep that hidden from i know your mom was big support just like my mom is now yeah um how did you kind of like traverse through that? And what advice do you have for like the other agents to traverse through that? Sure. I think it was easier for me because um, I was kind of by Daisy standards mediocre. Okay. So like the big prize. So like if your your brother's like an aerospace engineer, right? Yep. I was never going to get hired by SpaceX. Right. Like the school I went to, my GPA, it just wasn't... McKinsey wasn't going to call me. <laughs> Goldman Sachs wasn't going to call me. Blackstone wasn't going to call me. Okay. You know, like, Aiken Gump, the big law firms weren't going to call me. I, so I had been, I had been, by Daisy standards, I was a second class citizen. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Like, you know what I mean? Keeping like, it real. Yeah. Like, none of those things 
or come in my way. Okay. So if you don't have, for me, my perspective was, is like, hey, I'm already a bottom feeder by okay. in terms of the way the community perceives me. I have nothing to lose. You can't really fall off the floor. Yeah. So I'm not going to win this game if there's like a building called like, hey, you take the academic route to success to the penthouse suite. Academics wasn't going to be my way. Okay. I was never going to, you know, get to the penthouse suite there. I always was sort of creative. Like, I liked being creative. I liked creative expression. I liked being an artist. So to me, I was like, I'm going to pour myself into that. Like, that's my strength. So I'm going to just do that. And, so- and I was okay. And I was okay with that because I knew that ultimately if I had to compare the two, hey, you do the... You do the book smart thing, yeah. or you do the artistic thing. Okay. You're, what are you stronger at? I was just stronger at the artistic thing. Gotcha. And was that tough, like convincing your parents, or did you just did your thing? Their issue with the artistic thing was it doesn't have the same structure as the book smart thing. Yeah. You don't go to undergrad, then grad, then job, then this, then this. It doesn't line up exactly that way. You can be really artistic, you can be really talented, you can even work really hard. Yeah. When push comes to shove, like, it still may not be enough. You still may not be able to sing like Beyonce. You still not may not yeah. be able to act like, you know, Daniel Day-Lewis or Daniel yeah. Washington. Like, when rubber meets the road, no matter how hard you try, when the camera's on you like this, you may not have that oomph to take you to the top. But I was okay with just the journey of just being a creative, expressive person. Gotcha. Yeah. Like, that was enough for me. Interesting. Did yeah. you have... Okay, so apart from parents, did you have, like... Friends or someone that were like core to you that like stood by you during those days. Like, yeah, I mean my 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 now wife, right? Okay, was my girlfriend. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so was that the only person? And like, what was that relationship or the conversation like? I would say I would say she was like the most supportive of me. Okay, so yeah. she was like, "It's gonna happen." Um, I don't know if it was, was gonna it, it was like, gonna happen. She said she actually said something way better. She was okay, she yeah. said, "You're not supposed to be a lawyer. Like you're just not supposed gotcha. to be that." So she kept it real and she was like, yeah, like she wasn't like, I know you're going to make it like you're going to you're like, you're going to get a record deal. It wasn't like that. She wasn't saying that you're going to be a movie star kid. It wasn't that. Okay. um, She was just like, you're supposed to be creative and do art. You're not supposed to go to law school. Did you ever check like your jokes on her? Like, yeah, I check. I check. I I I got Chuck a lot of stuff with her. Okay. Because she doesn't like the arts. Okay. She's pretty like she's, she's a doctor, kid. I believe. Yeah, she's a she's in health management. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, she's a PhD. Yeah, she's okay. a doctor. Yeah. All right, so all right, the bounce is out. Then. Yeah, she's real. It's like you know how you have your friends. If like if you're super into fashion, they're not. Right. Just wear the outfit in front of them. Yeah. They'll they'll tell you rubber meets the road. Is this good or is this not? Like you have friends that you may you may be super into music. They're not. You should still play the record for them. Like that gut check is really important. I've, I've like. I've always found that to be incredibly valuable. Like we, even at the show, we have super smart researchers. I'm surrounded by some of the smartest writers, news producers, research people in the world. Mm-hmm. But like sometimes they'll say stuff that's so heady, that's so whatever, and I'll have to tell them. I'm like, people don't think that way. Right. Right. Like that's not how people live their day to day lives. And I think grounding that stuff, if you can take things that are esoteric and complicated and simplify it. That to me is like the, the the beauty of art. If you can do that well, then you then I think you can be a really successful artist. Beautifully put. Yeah. Um. So, from Sacktown. Yes. To now Manhattan. Yeah. Yes. How do you feel about that? I think it's great. I think New York City was like the city that really made me who I am. Do you do you, as an artist? Okay. Yeah. Do you 
how okay so now that you're here how do you define and your journey's only like five years old like you started in 2014 um, with the John uh, 2014 right yeah and okay. this is insane it's only five years barely five years yeah and the growth that you've had is insane I yeah. mean you've put in the effort the years and years prior to that yeah how do you define greatness how do I define greatness hmm I think to me in art greatness is about resonating with people okay tell me more about that like If, you, if I were to put it in terms of, like, as a musician, when you're at a concert, you know how when, like, a, a musician will be singing a song, mm-hmm. and then they'll drop the mic, and then the audience will sing the rest of the verses? Mm. You want your, com- for me, you want your comedy, your art, your movies, your films, the things you produce to hit people viscerally that same way. Okay. To be like, oh, shit, like, I really feel that. Thank you for saying that. Okay. And the moments that I've been able to do that, I feel proud of those moments. That's what it's about for me. That, that to me, is like you have the opportunity to like flirt with the concept of like greatness. To me, greatness is about resonating to, okay. with people. And do you think you, you like is do you think you practice that before every show, or like is that what you keep in mind before doing a show? I mean, well, like... the, there's the personal sort of like test that you put upon yourself. Did okay. I did I empty the tank? Yeah, like. Every day, am I am I doing what I need to do to to get to where I need to get to? Am I being sur- super thorough with the writing, with the planning, with the execution of everything? You know, and then after that, there's the second part of it, which is is it going to resonate? That you don't have control over. But the the, the first part, the sort of self accountability, I try to I try to hold myself super accountable to that. Okay. Yeah. I yeah. Mean, I slip up. Like I'm not, but like I'm not perfect. I'm not like. Yeah. The Rock, where he's like, I'm eating fish nine times a day, and I'm lifting weights at 4 a.m. Like, that dude's super accountable. Either that, or he's like, he's pulling a fast one on all of us, but, <laughs> yeah. But, that's what I'm talking about. Personal accountability. Gotcha. Yeah. Now, okay, so, doing 50% of your work, and, like, you gotta let the universe take care of the rest. In sure, sure. Ways. I mean, once you put it out, it's about, like, it's no, out of no. your control. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. What, so, okay, speaking so, of that. So for me, if you talk about that, like, I, I focus on this. Like, okay. see this piece of paper that you have here? Yeah. The questions, like, all that stuff. Like, did you do your preparation? Did you make right. sure that, like, you double-checked it, triple-checked it? Did yeah. you gut-check it with other people? Did you, like, practice it? Did you rehearse it? Did, all of those yeah. things. That's your own personal accountability. And the more you do whatever it is that you do, whether it's singing, dancing, music, coding, entrepreneurship, the more you do it, you're going to find that, at every step of those things, from the moment you get up to the moment you go to go to sleep, Monday through Sunday, mm-hmm. you're going to become better and sharper at those things. Yeah, yeah. No, that's that to point. me is greatness. You know, like bringing the best out of yourself in that process. Okay. Over the course of your life. Yeah, this is golden. I'm I'm glad I prepared. Yeah, um, totally. Do you? What do you think your most important or valuable skill set is? Um, I think. Other than the hand movement. Yeah, other than the hand <laughs> movement. I know. Uh, I think definitely like passion. Okay. Like I'm super passionate about what I do and I, I really love it. And I would say um, just understanding, I think having an understanding or, or a, knack, a knack for understanding like I think people feel this way i think this is the way like in people in the streets are feeling like got it there's this 
society is in this moment right now. Like sort of understanding this the cultural milieu and commentary of the time. Yeah. Like we're living in this moment. This is what people feel right now. Gotcha. This is what people feel in their hearts and this is the way people are acting. Yeah. And how, how do we comment and create art around that? Okay. Yeah. And, and would you say that would be a skill set that you would recommend to like Gen Z or my generation like I mean you either do you either know it or you don't okay right do you know what I'm saying yeah 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 you know how like there's some people that are just like they they they're able to perceive what the world should be and that's beautiful the world should be this it should be A, B, C, and D yeah and there's people who are like this is the way the world is A, B, C, and D got it I think great artists are able to bridge those two and they're able to live in both realities. Like sometimes I'll sing a song about the way the world should be. And sometimes I'll sing a song that really reflects the way the world is, Is. you know? And I think some of our best episodes, even at Patriot Act, dance between those two. I think the Indian elections one dance between those two. I'm just like, this is what it is, but oh, this is what India could be, but this is what's going on. But like, it's both of those things. And I think that's why sometimes people felt really into it and at times uncomfortable with it it's both of those things i think homecoming king had a little bit of both of those things of just like you know even in act two of the show like i talk about this argument that i had with my dad after 9-11 like he he's very much a pragmatist i really approached my relationship with america as an optimist what what matters more pragmatism or optimism it's kind of a little bit of both the way the world is or the way the world should be so to me, the great artists are able to dance between those two, and they can dance between it seamlessly. Okay. Yeah. And I think you seem to be doing that fairly well. Can you walk me through briefly, like, what your creative process looks like? What's, like, what's the secret sauce? You were talking about resonating with people. I've been in New York for about, like, 36 hours or something, yeah. and I've sat on the subway, took a trip to Statue of Liberty. And like, yeah, yeah. All of that was, like, way too much. It was, like, first of all, so many people here. Yeah. But the conversations... Where do you live? Uh, I'm... Like currently, yeah. Here? No, currently, where do you live? Uh, in LA. You live in LA? Yeah. yeah and yeah. this is overwhelming. Yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah. Where in LA do you live? Uh, towards like Anaheim, do you know where Okay, yeah, Hills, yeah, Orange County. Yeah, yeah, yeah Orange, Orange County. County. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, that's so, like... So that's like su- suburbs. Like, you live in suburbs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, yeah. first time out of Cali and like... I'm sitting in the subway and looking at the diversity of the people, what they're talking about, the music that's being played. I was like... Phew, Really? Yeah. Whereas in Chino Hills, it's not like that. No. Why? Because everyone's in their car, and then you go to a shopping center, and then you go get boba tea, and then you get back it's in like the car, it's like so it's... quiet, and it's like you don't get to see as much people. Like yeah. there's so many people here. Like yeah, to me as an artist, it's beautiful. Like, yeah. So like to, we're talk forced to me about that. we're forced to you know New York Manhattan's an eight mile long island. Yeah. And we're all on top of each other for better for, for better for, for worse. Now look like. Is 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 the city become more? Is the city becoming more segregated? Yes, sure. Is it changing rapidly? You see, like Hudson Yards. You see all these things like that are just like changing overnight. Yeah. Yes, but I think that like the great equalizer through like public transit and through all of these things is whether you like it or not, we're all commuting together. We're all on top of each other, and it's kind of a beautiful thing. Yeah. Yeah. So really so awesome. okay. So having said that, walk yeah. me through like. How do you come up with some of these ideas to, to the point where you can release them, of course? Yeah. Um, you know, how, what's the secret sauce? What's your creative process like? I think it's like, a, it's, a, it's multiple things. It's sort of like, you know, we'll have pitch meetings. So I'm, I have a great team that surrounds me. Okay. And we, we go over ideas from the news team, from the writing team. And we sort of go over everything that we're talking about and mm-hmm. thinking about together. We have that. Then I also have like sort of like a, a close inner circle of 
sort of trusted creative people that I bounce ideas around. So yeah. I have Prashant, who's the co-creator of the show, who's our head writer. Yeah. He's like a, a, a brother, a collaborator, a gut check extraordinaire. He's okay. the he's the president of Hassan's gut checks. Okay. Then you have like older sort of master Shifu, Mufasa, wisdom from our showrunner Steve Bodo, previously Jim Margolis. They've been through a lot of battles and wars at the show. Okay. Right? They came from the Daily Show. They had been there for, for a very long time. What they have provided is wisdom. That's something I can't have. I can have yeah. energy. I can have enthusiasm. Wisdom comes from just like being through multiple battles. Experience. Experience. Yeah. And you cannot, you cannot make up for that. Only time gives you that. Okay. It's the one commodity you just cannot cheat. You can't outstudy wisdom. You just can't. So clearing their barrier is really important too. Um, and then finally, like the third thing is just like making things quiet so you can listen to your own internal compass. And we live during the age of, you know, massive distraction. Yeah. So like people don't have a ton of time to listen to themselves. So okay. being super aware of that, of like, how do I feel about stuff? Constantly asking myself those questions. Okay. And with those questions, I think you're, you're doing a phenomenal job now that you're speaking loud and clear on some very important topics around the world sure. how do you feel that like global dialogue is evolving like I know you're a big fan of speech and debate mm-hmm. uh, used to like how do you from your perspective because I see you as a person who's who's gotten these topics on, on, on the global platform right and into the people's daily lives right so how do you feel that's evolving um I think it's cool I think like you know because of the internet and because of mobile devices specifically, we're more interconnected than we've ever been before. Okay. Like, the the, the idea of, you know, virtually, like, unlimited Wi-Fi and mobile devices in your pocket is just crazy. It's nuts. It's, yeah. it's nuts. Yeah. I mean, it really is nuts. Like, just the gap between, let's say, 10 years ago where if you wanted to check your email, you went to the family computer or your laptop to, like, check your email. Yep. This idea of, like, I can... Like, email, phone, text, social media, and television is in your pocket. That's insane, right? It's like that idea of constant communication has changed the. It's completely changed the world. to the point where it's like a necessity almost. Yeah, yeah. Like and I we, wouldn't survive the city if I didn't have it. Really? Like, yeah, that's what. Yeah. I have like I carry around like three battery packs. Yeah, like, I mean, there's a massive philosophical debate on it like, is. whether it's needed or not needed or whatever. So, yeah. but okay. Um, all right, so, so I would say as an artist, you you want to you want to limit your use of it. Why is that? Again, you want to be able to create in quiet and okay. solitude. Yeah, there's not a whole lot of quiet. I do feel that. Well, yeah, yeah, I think that's one of the things about the city. Like I was like, it's not really quiet here. Yeah. Um, and so someone who does like a lot of reading and stuff, like I really value my own time. I guess. Uh-huh. But I guess you guys just got to find your niches and like yeah. have a routine to help yeah. support yeah. that. Yeah. Okay, um, so just wrapping up here, a um, few quick questions. Sure. Um, you are now on the Times 100 most influential people in the world. Right. How does that kid, some <laughs> printers feel about that? Uh, I think it's cool, man. I think, you know, those, those things are, are awesome. Yeah. Um, but, you know, like, they're indicators of, like, they're like a byproduct, right? Yeah, and they're indicators of like social status and social currency, and those things I, I can't assign a ton of value in because, right. again, I'm a big fan of hip hop, and if hip hop's taught me anything, you're hot one day and you're not the other. So unless you're Jay Z, unless you're Jay Z, but but Jay Z has 
has honored one of the oldest codes of being a great artist. He's not interested in exploring the white hot space anymore. Yeah. He wants to be a great long-term artist like Elton John, Bruce Springsteen, Madonna, Prince. Like Those people have careers that span decades. You sort of transcend what it even means to just be, oh, I, I, I'm a rapper. He's so much more than that because right. he has committed himself to being an amazing artist and just expressing himself like he has just committed his life to that okay yeah. good good way to put it so so you you're you're now a father to a beautiful baby daughter yes what legacy do you hope to leave for her um or is this too early to ask yeah yeah i'm a little too young for that but okay i just want her to you know um i just would love for her the things that i i, I, I pray for for her um actually have nothing to do with the external world it's everything just internally okay i just want her to um have belief in herself grit determination and work ethic and faith those are sort of like the five things i i pray for if you have those things like you'll go really far in life and it doesn't matter sort of where you're placed in the world again belief in yourself grit faith determination work ethic that's it everything else you can't really control true yeah i think about it yeah that makes sense beautifully put yeah um so if i gave you a microphone yeah find this one right here (laughs) yeah okay (laughs) that allows you to send a message to all the young ambitious people across the world Uh uh-huh what do you say just ask yourself if you're doing it on your terms and you're doing it really for yourself I know what you're talking about. Oh, I, I want to be. I got this app idea. Da, da, da. Yeah, oh, I want to be. Uh, I got. I want to be a Bane and McKin. Okay, are you doing it for yourself, and are you doing it on your own terms? What are you doing this for? I think it's more. It's less about like, do this thing and you'll go far. I think you got to answer those first two fundamental questions, and I think then the path presents itself. Yeah, I, I think you hit that so dead on because like I think my generation we were talking about earlier. Um, I feel like a couple of my peers and stuff, they do things so they'll look better in front of other people, making them happier or them putting the other individual on a pedestal when you don't like, yeah. not even happy with you. Yeah, you're if you can try to find the thing where, um, if you can find the sort of day-to-day tasks or, if you're, let me put it this way, sorry, let me try to say this like more succinctly. You know how when people come up to you and they go, hey man, what do you want to do next? Yeah. If you're able to answer, I'm already doing it, just just do that. Okay. That's that's what you should be doing. It's a great way of putting it. So to me it's really interesting. I'll meet all sorts of different artists and they're like, Man, next I wanna do this kind of a movie, or I wanna make this kind of or I want these many subscribers, or I want this. That's not the answer. So it's more about like enjoying your present, would you say? Or enjoying it or like Getting what you want to do to be a present. Correct. Okay. Correct. And so you're happy every day doing it. Correct. Which in the long run. Correct. Why would I? What? What? Yeah. What? What am I? There's no other thing that I'm chasing. Because you're already doing it. You're doing it. Yeah. You are doing it. So is that what you would define as happiness? Correct. Correct. In a blissful state. Yeah, and I think you gotta. People gotta figure that out. Think about everybody. I'll give you some people that I think are doing like really amazing, interesting yeah. work. Hey, Donald Glover, what's next? He's like, I'm doing it. Yeah. I express myself 
every day great example as a great artist mm-hmm. whether i'm singing whether i'm acting i'm my, i've committed my life to you know creative expression every day and whether it's the lion king and the movie does great or if it doesn't do great or whether it's this album and, and the album goes great or it doesn't go great mm-hmm. or whether it's guava island and people see the movie or they don't see the movie because yeah. it's on amazon prime streaming it's, it's irrelevant it's uh, it's the commitment to I am committed to creative expression. So that's the thing. Like, you got to really ask yourself, what am I committing my life to? And it's going to sound a little like, it might sound a little vague. But if you can answer that question, then you know that like, all right, it doesn't matter. Also, um, the second piece of advice would just be like, if you can answer the first thing, then the second thing is you should understand that you're playing the long game. So this thing that you're doing, you want to do till you're 80, right? Yeah. And that's where like, I think you... Everything that is surrounded around chasing status, you go, oh, shit, that runs out of steam in about 10 years. Oh, man, I want to be the world's biggest YouTuber. How long do you want to do that for? People are like, uh, I could only make daily vlogs for like maybe five years and then I'd probably want to do something else. Kill myself. Like people are like, would really be like, I would, it would drive me crazy. Or if people go like, oh, man, like I, man, I, once I get this job at, Google or wherever that yeah. place is. Go, okay, cool. You got the job at Google. You want to do that till you're 80? They're like, nah. Because it, that never answered the sort of core fundamental thing of like, what do you want to commit yourself to for the rest of your life? Yeah, because they always look to the next thing. Like, yeah, you, because they're not, but they're not answering the core of like, what, am, what have I committed myself to? Because then the other things are irrelevant. So if you committed yourself to designing or storytelling or, you know, uh, programming like it really doesn't matter where you work because you're going to program on the weekends whether someone's paying you to do it or not you've committed your life to it well I really hope like a lot of people listen to this because like my college when I was going there I see so many people just doing the exact opposite of what you just said they're like What's oh I'll do this for four years uh, because it looks good on my resume like that should I still don't understand like uh-huh. doing it for the resume yeah uh, so then you go to the next step and then eventually I want to open a coffee shop yeah, so like, they want to do the coffee shop, but so, they like... So just open the coffee shop. But, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, a lot of people are like, oh, no, I need to save money, or I need to do this, I need to do this for 10 years, yeah. uh, work at JP Moore, whatever. Yeah. Like, they're just not deciding that. Uh-huh. And I just feel like it's... it's That's why, I, in, in one way, I started this podcast, is, like, a lot of people aren't realizing that potential. Like, I mean, one, it could be a coffee shop, or you can code, or whatever it is. Uh-huh. Just, like, be happy what you're doing in the moment. Uh-huh. Um, I think there's some people. I think there's some people that are. Really there's definitely people that are doing really that, but I feel like it out or that are doing it. Yeah, but it's just, I guess, I guess maybe it might be my experience. I can't generalize. Yeah, yeah, would be certainly. Be yeah, I never want to. Like, I never want to. There's this like trend right now where people are just like the youth. They don't know. Blah 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 blah. They don't know. Man, I remember this take in regards to music. They're like, there are no young musicians that are doing like really amazing work. It, it's there's no one who was like Stevie Wonder. There was no one who was like you know Miles Davis. Yeah, and I'm like, you're telling me Kendrick Lamar and My- and Frank Ocean aren't doing incredibly inspired work? Yeah. They yeah. are. Yeah. yeah. So I think s- same with there are young authors right now, young poets, young designers, young whatever. Those special people, trust me, irrespective of the time they live in. They will shine and they will come to the top and you'll see them very quickly. They're going to rise to the top of your social feed very fast. Billie Eilish is going to pop very fast because they have that very special, inspired thing. So, And they have that ability. So yeah. last question. Yeah. Um, so this podcast is called Vision of the People. Okay. Um, what is your vision? 
what keeps you going and what sort of world do you wish to build? What keeps me going? Yeah. Um, well, I have a family now. <laughs> yes, that's good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so that keeps me going, man. And uh, what, what is my vision, man? My, my vision for the world is just I just want to be the best version of myself. That's it. I, that's the only thing I can really control. Just nice. Great, yeah, just do great work. Perfect. And yep. then quick 30-second round. I say two words. You just give one answer. Cool. Uh, tea or coffee? Tea or coffee? Coffee. Non or bread? Non or bread. It depends. What are you talking about? With dinner or are we talking about in the morning? In the morning, bread, like with dinner and desi food, none. Okay. <laughs> I'm not, not going to just like have bread with like <laughs> rajma chowl and some bread. That's a trick question. Yeah. yeah. Reading or writing? Reading, reading or writing? Oof. Uh, I would say writing. Writing because you're personally digging within yourself. So if you're, for me, for what I do, write first and read. But you have to do both. Okay. Yeah. Toyota or Honda? Toyota. Camry? Honda's, I, Honda is better. It's more expensive, but I'm a Toyota guy. So I'm a Toyota guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Cali or New York? Uh, New York for the art, Cali for the life. Ooh, good one. Kobe Bryant or Michael Jordan? Uh, I mean, the GOAT is MJ, yeah. It's debatable. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, early morning or late night? Early morning. I'm Now it's, I've become early morning. Okay. Yeah, I used to be late night, but now early morning. Good transition. Yeah. All right, well, uh, that'll be pretty much it. Thanks so much for being on the show. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you, man. Thanks so much. Appreciate you, man. Best of luck with everything. Hey, thanks so much for listening. Let me know what you thought. Your feedback really means a lot to me. I'll have Mamba finish this one out. Have a good time. Enjoy life. um, Life is too short to to, to get bogged down and be discouraged or... Um, You have to keep moving. You have to keep going. Put one foot in front of the other, smile, and just keep on rolling.